We humble ourselves before you at this hour, giving thanks to you for this privilege that you have granted we would come together again today into this house of worship and praise and prayer that we might sing praises unto you and glorify and bless and praise your holy name. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for your presence that is here right now. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you will do. Now let your glory be made manifest in the midst of your people. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we stamp on the devil's neck right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Squash all of these earthly feelings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we might realize, Lord, that we were only made for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now bless us and anoint us and deliver someone today. Heal someone today as the word of the Lord goes forth. Not only in their body and their mind, but in their soul and spirit. And we would joyfully give your name the praise for you alone are worthy. Have your way through us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. We certainly do thank the Lord again this afternoon for the wonderful privilege that is ours to be here in the house of the Lord. We can say like the psalmist, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We honor our uh, ministers of the gospel. Testament. We want you to take uh, to turn to Exodus chapter three, where we will consider several verses, and then we will turn to the New Testament chapter, uh, New Testament book of Matthew chapter three, Exodus chapter three, and then we'll look at Matthew chapter three, and we hope that you have your Bibles because, Amen. We still believe the Bible is the Word of God. And, uh, amen, we need to read it, and we need to meditate upon it, we need to believe it, we need to put it in practice. We're not here to uh, talk to you about politics or to tell you who to vote for or to worry about what's going on in the world. We're not of this world, amen, praise the Lord, we are part of the kingdom of God. This world is going to pass away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abides forever, praise the Lord. We have a home eternal in the heavens, amen, that is not made by man's hands. And we look forward to that day when the Lord will come and take all of his saints out of the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We know that's going to happen soon and only those that are ready are going to go back with him when he comes. And so you need a Bible. And you need to read your Bible, and you don't need to be ashamed of your Bible. With all the stuff that folks are touting today and reading and displaying, amen, we should not be ashamed of the Bible. People should be ashamed of the trash they talk, the garbage they look at, the stuff they think about that's unwholesome and unholy, amen. We should be glad to be the people of God and to still be reading and believing and practicing what thus saith the Lord from the Holy Scriptures. Amen. 
And so let us take a look at this Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 3. I just want to consider the verse 3, verse 3 verses for now. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Turn with me in the New Testament to the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11. Matthew 3, verse 11, where we find these words, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want to talk today about fascinations. Fascinations. We find a number of things in life fascinating, don't we? That North American hummingbird whose wings beat 53 times a second is fascinating. And when the lens of a video camera slows the action down to the point that we can see each flap of the hummingbird's wings, we say it is fascinating. The mirabilis jalapa flower that opens at four o'clock each day, sending forth a strong, sweet-smelling fragrance throughout the night then closes for good in the morning. Again, amen, we say it is fascinating, especially when the video camera, which aforetimes slowed down the action of the hummingbird but now speeds up the action of the petals of that flower, shows the flower closing and opening at a pace that our naked human eye can see, we say it is fascinating. How about the total solar eclipse? When the moon crosses directly between the earth and the sun, blocking its radiant glow and heat until that part of the earth is covered in darkness, though it be noonday, we find it fascinating. Solomon identified four fascinating things in the earth when he writes in the book of Proverbs, chapter 30. He says, one was the way of an eagle in the air. Two was the way of a serpent upon a rock. Three was the way of a ship in the midst of the sea. 
and forth was the way of a man with a maid. Fascinating, extremely interesting, captivating. There are few things as fascinating to the human being as fire. When the fire is controlled, like the fire that may be burning in your fireplace or in your campsite or in your furnace, or if the fire is burning out of control, like the forest fires that we've heard about in California, when we see this fire, we stop, we watch, we take notice. There is something about this force of nature that fascinates us. We find it extremely interesting, captivating. Fire gives off heat. Fire gives light. Fire dances and moves. Fire causes its fuel to crackle. It has sound. Fire causes what is consumed to smoke. Fire is dangerous. Fire can reduce things it consumes to ashes. Fire can destroy. But there is another kind of fire. It is not natural. It is the fire of God. It too can destroy, but as we see in our biblical text this afternoon, it can also purify and make fit for service to God. And rather than being an instrument of destruction, it can re represent new life. It can represent revival. It can represent power. It can be exciting. This holy fire of God is more fascinating than natural fire for it can burn without destroying what it consumes. I don't know about you, but I find that fascinating. And I'm just wondering who among us this afternoon wants to be lit on fire by the holy fire of God who wants to have their flame rekindled. If you want that, praise God, then why don't you just pray and say, Lord, light me up today. Why don't you pray and say, Lord, let me be a blaze for you. If you want that, why don't you say, Lord, let the world find me fascinating as I burn for you. Little did Moses, the man of God, know that he was about to be used mightily by God. He was minding his own business that day, taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. And like any good shepherd, he led them to a good place to graze. The Bible calls it the backside of the desert, the west side of the wilderness. It was a place that was uninhabited, therefore it possessed acres and acres of grassy plains. But when he got there, the Bible describes him as coming to a special place, the mountain of God, Mount Horeb, which also is called Mount Sinai. And it was there on the backside of Horeb that Moses saw something that was fascinating. He saw a bush that was burning, but the bush was not consumed. It was burning, but it was not burned up. He was so extremely interested, so much so until he forgot all about the sheep for a while. And the Bible said he turned aside. 
Hallelujah. He changed direction so he could see this great sight and he could know why the bush was not consumed. consumed. And I don't know about you, but I remember the day that the Lord got my attention. How about you? I remember when he touched my heart to want to know him. I was fascinated. He got my attention by introducing me to some young saved friends who would become, amen, people I would fellowship with. And I marveled at how they radiated with the loving kindness and joy of the Lord. I marveled that they were at peace. And although I had been raised in the church, I was finally around some people my age and they were different than me in very good ways. I wanted what they had. My new friends were aglow with the fire of the Lord. They shined like light. Their hearts were warm. Their spirit on fire. They were anointed with the power of God. They offered praise to the Lord unabashedly. They were not ashamed to make their voices heard on high. They danced in the spirit and sang praises unto our God. And I found them and their lifestyle captivating. I found it fascinating. Hallelujah. And so what we need today is people who are on fire for Jesus Christ. Amen. What's needed today is people who are aglow with the power of the Holy Ghost. What's needed today is people who are consumed with the zeal of the Lord and consumed with doing his will and not their own. Some of us are under the false impression, amen, that we need to cater to sinners, amen, people who do not know Christ so we won't scare them away. We are under the false impression that to win souls to Christ, we need to turn our lights down a little so we won't glow so bright and hurt their eyes. We are under the false impression that we need to be reserved and quiet in our worship style. We need to sit around dignified, trying to appear refined and intellectual but I say no 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 just the opposite is true we need to be ablaze for Christ manifesting his love his joy his peace and his power to the point that the world is fascinated and wants to turn aside to see why we are filled with love in a contentious and hateful world why we are filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory when they are so depressed why we are at peace and experiencing rest when they are confused and restless and why we have authority in the spirit realm and can cause deliverance and healings to happen when they are being abused by Satan and the world and his demons praise the Lord I encourage you this afternoon to let's be aglow with the fire of God until the world finds us 
fascinating. Uh, praise God, our text in the New Testament from the third chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, amen, talks about the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, hallelujah to God. Uh, amen. John was the baptizer who was sent ahead of Jesus and he was baptizing people in water for the remission of their sins, uh, for the forgiveness of sins. The Bible said he was baptizing them unto repentance. But John verily declared, he said, I am baptizing you with water, but there's coming someone after me, amen, who is mightier than I, amen, whose shoes I am not worthy to even pick up, amen, and hold. He said, I'm baptizing you with water, but when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise the Lord our God. That's what people need today. They really need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit of God and fire. The Bible tells us on the day of Pentecost in the Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yes, praise God, when people in the early church received the Holy Spirit of God, they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They didn't need somebody to teach them. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost anointed them to speak in a language they did not know. Praise the Lord our God. I'm reminded what the Bible says about Peter in Acts chapter 10 when he went to the house of Cornelius and took some of his Jewish brethren with him. Praise God when Peter preached the word of God, when he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. And when it fell on them, the Bible says they begin to speak with other tongues. Hallelujah to God. I'm reminded of Paul when he passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus as recorded in Acts chapter 19. And he saw certain pious men who were determined to be the disciples of John the Baptist. And he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said, unto what then were you baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. He said, don't you remember that John said somebody was coming who was mightier than him? Don't you remember that John said he baptized in water unto repentance? But Jesus was coming to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Bible says when they heard this, praise the Lord, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they came up out of that water, the Bible says the apostle Paul laid hands on them and he began to pray that they would receive the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost came upon them. And these men too began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Everybody that receives the Holy Ghost, amen, receives, amen, this power of God. 
and they begin to speak in another language as the spirit gives utterance. They lose control of themselves. They go beyond their natural ability and they feel a power and a joy on the inside that they cannot describe in their own language. Hallelujah to God. That's why Jesus said to his disciples and to us, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall have power. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't have power. Amen. Power is preceded by the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I might have the Holy Ghost, amen, and fire. Come on and say amen. Praise the Lord. It's time out for cool and casual Christianity. It just will not do. It's time out for compromising with sinners to try to make the gospel palatable. Amen. That just won't do. People need to hear the true gospel of Jesus Christ. I tell you this afternoon, a gospel that does not call sin out for what it is is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not pull the covers off Satan and the world and exposes their deception is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not challenge the sinner to repent from their sin and turn to God is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not call the sinner to take responsibility for the necessity of Jesus' dying for their sins is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not boldly declare that Jesus Christ is the only way to God is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not introduce Jesus Christ as our Savior is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not offer Jesus Christ as the only one who can forgive sins is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not cite the cross of Calvary as the place where sins demand were paid by the Lord Jesus is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not declare that only, not only did Jesus die, but he was raised from the dead for our justification is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not include the shed blood and broken body of our Lord for us is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. A gospel that does not include hope for the sinner and deliverance from the bondage of sin and a new life in Christ is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to God. A gospel that does not tell you that you need to repent from your sins and be baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of sins and you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. All kinds of things are being said in churches today to endear people to the assembly primarily to brag about numbers and get their money. Hallelujah. But the preaching does not stir the soul. It does not arrest them in their condition. Call them out of their sins. Demand that they get right with God and do it now. So let the true gospel of Jesus Christ be preached by men who are aglow for Jesus. Men full of the Holy Ghost and fire. Men full of power 
passion, willing to be led by the Holy Ghost, not satisfied with using human methods and strategies for church building, but men who are concerned about the quality of spiritual life of the saints, men who want to see people's lives transformed by the mighty power of God, and let the saints be on fire for Jesus. Let them tell of his wondrous works. Let them tell of his saving power. Let them tell of his healing power. Let them tell of his delivering power. Praise the Lord our God. What I'm saying to you today is that somebody needs to catch on fire. Somebody needs to burn with the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to ask the Lord to baptize them with this fire, with the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. Somebody, amen, needs to submit to water baptism in his name. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, somebody needs to say, Lord, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Just as you stood in that pool if you did. And you trusted somebody to dip you down in the water. And not drop you, but bring you up again. So I encourage you today to pray and ask the Lord right now. Because he is the baptizer with the Holy Ghost. We can baptize you with water. But he can baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And with fire. And you need to pray right now and say, Lord, I need the Holy Ghost. I want your spirit to come inside me. You need to let go of yourself right now and relax in the arms of Jesus and let him dip you down in his spirit until you are covered. I'm reminded of Ezekiel when he talked about that water that he stepped in from that stream that ran which was a stream of God. He said the water first came up to my ankles then to my knees then to my loin came up to my chest after a while the water was up around my mouth. You need to be covered. You need to be consumed. Hallelujah. You need to be filled with the fullness of God and that can only come with the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you say you got it and you got no fire, you need to go back and get yourself checked out. Praise God because only sin can put the fire of God out. Oh, but if you confess your sin, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from unrighteousness. And if you want to be a blaze for the Lord, I dare you. I said I dare you. I'll double dare you to be a person who prays and seeks the face of God. The more you pray, the closer you'll get. The more you pray, the more you'll light up. The more you pray and seek the face of the Lord, the holy power of God that is already in you, if you have the Holy Ghost, will quicken your mortal body and you'll lose control of yourself. Hallelujah. And you'll find your mouth popping open and you'll find utterance coming from you by the spirit of our God. Hallelujah. The more you pray, the more anointing will come upon you 
after a while, you won't need instruments. You won't need a song. Hallelujah. Somebody said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. And I thank God for saving me. Hallelujah. Too many people today are sitting just like some of you are sitting. Hallelujah. Quiet and dead and dry. Hallelujah. But we ought to be a lively stone. Isn't that what Peter said? We are lively stones in the building. We have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ our Lord. One time we weren't a people, but now are we the people of God. I don't know about you. You may not be glad about it, but I'm glad to be saved by his power divine. I'm glad to be saved with new life sublime. Life now is sweeter and my joy is complete because I'm saved. I've been saved from all of my sins. Jesus took me in and he washed me through and through and made me brand new. That's why I'm glad about it. Hallelujah. And I find prayer to be like kindling. Hallelujah. It sets your soul on fire. It'll give you an anointing that is sucking the none. Come on, saints. We need to burn. We need to burn for Jesus. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I want you to set me on fire right now. I want you to do it for me right now. I'm dry like kindling. Set me on fire. I'm, I'm getting cold and I need to be hot. Set me on fire. My feet don't move anymore when I praise you. Set me on fire. I don't have a desire to go out and tell anybody about you. Even though you're the best thing that happened to me. Set me on fire. I'm too concerned about what they might think or what they might say or how they might view me. Jesus. I said Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to you. They need him just like you've got him. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to back up. You don't have to put your eyes down. Look him right in the face and say, friend, you need the Holy Ghost. Somebody might say, what is that? You can tell him that the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ in spirit form. And when he comes in to you, he's going to come with fire. Do I have a witness? Nobody ever received the Holy Ghost who is dead and dry. No tears in their eye. No joy in their spirit. No praise in their mouth. That's not it. You've got to receive it like the Bible said. Peter said his joy unspeakable 
unspeakable and full of glory. You need to shout from the housetop. Jesus saved me. Jesus delivered me. Jesus sanctified me and made me a new person in him. If I have a witness of the mighty transforming power of God, shout yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know about you, but I find this fascinating. I find it captivating. I find it exceeding interesting that the God of glory, God Almighty, would come down into the earth. That he would love us so much so, seeing our plight, knowing that we would die and be destroyed when there was none to help he came himself enrobing himself in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned it in the flesh that the righteousness of God can be ours who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit I'm fascinated when I see the spirit of Jesus moving in somebody. Hallelujah. They might normally be quiet and reserved. But when I see the power, when I see the fire light on them and light in them, it's like they have a personality change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we sing. I get joy when I think about what the Lord has done for me. Don't take the blessing of the Lord for granted. Think about how he brought you. Think about how he brought you. Think about how he forgave you. Think about how he cleansed you. Think about how he delivered you. Think about his joy. Think about his peace. Think about his power. Think about his anointing. And lift your hands and bless the Lord. Praise him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Till you catch on fire. I hear Paul when he told Timothy, stop. Stir up. Stir up. Stir up. The gift that is in you. We're just put in you by the laying out of hands of the presbytery. I know the Lord laid his hands on me. I know the Lord anointed me. I know the Lord filled me. That's why I get joy. That's why I'm exuberant. That's why I want to bless him at all times. That's why his praise is continually in my mouth. I don't care whether or not you think I'm crazy. I don't care if you don't understand. This is the best thing. The best thing. The best thing that ever happened to me. I'm not ashamed of 
to Jesus. I'm not ashamed of his power. I'm not ashamed of the Bible. I'm not ashamed of the word of God. I'm not ashamed that I don't live in sin anymore. No drinking, no cursing, no swearing, no lying, no fornicating. Come on, friend. No gambling, no midnight rambling. I've been separated from the world, separated unto God. Hallelujah. And it's fascinating. Somebody needs to get excited and go and tell somebody that Jesus is the King of Kings. Somebody that's got the fire of the Holy Ghost in them needs to go around and start some fires. Hallelujah. How can you sit back in a time like this trying to impress people and make them think you're all right? No, I'm crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm a fool for Christ. If they can go out there and do their dirt and brag about it, then I can talk about Jesus. Hallelujah. If the Muslim can pray five times a day, then I can pray and cry out to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the Hindu can make a little sign, sit with their legs crossed, hum and meditate. Hallelujah. I can meditate on the word of God. Hallelujah. For the Bible makes it clear that we ought to meditate in his word. Day and night we'll be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that bring forth the fruit in due season. Your leaf will not wither. Whatever you do is going to prosper. Do you hear me? If you've got the fire of God, whatever you do is going to prosper. Do you hear me? The Bible says, if you have this fire, whatever you do is going to prosper. Say thank you, Lord. Fascinating. Fascinating. I'm captivated. I'm intrigued. I'm extremely interested in what the Lord is doing. Hallelujah. If you have the fire of God on the inside, I want you to raise your hand right now. If you've got the fire of God in you, then I'm commissioning you recommissioning you hallelujah hallelujah to go out and be an arsonist you can be an arson now and you can't get arrested you can start a fire that the Bloomfield Fire Department can't put out hallelujah 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 you can go and touch somebody. 
touch their lives. And hallelujah, they're dead now in trespasses and sin. They're dried and withered up. I dare you to touch them. Hallelujah. With the fire that's in your hand. Fire that's in your feet. Fire that's in your heart. Fire that's in your mouth. Speak. 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 Go set something on fire. Go set somebody on fire. Burn up your house. Burn up the neighborhood. Burn up the town. Burn up the city. I had an old pastor years ago when I was a little boy. He used to sing a song. I got fire. Need no matches. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Put your hand together. I'm not here to impress you. Hallelujah. I just want to start a fire. I want to start a fire. I want to start a fire. Hallelujah. I said I want to start a fire. Yeah. 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 I want to start a fire. The holy fire of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you start that fire, give it some air. Hallelujah. Give it a wave. Give it a praise. Hallelujah. And let the fire burn. Fire needs oxygen. The holy fire of God needs praise. Hallelujah. I said the holy fire of God needs praise. That's why you ought to clap your hand. Pat your feet. Open your mouth. Shout to the top of your voice. And give him the glory. Give him the honor. Give him the praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Start a fire. How many want to start a fire? How many want to start a fire? How many want to start a fire? Get in this line. I got fire. I got fire. Hallelujah. When it lights you up, if you got fire and you meet fire, there's a combustion. There's a kaboom. Is that all right? Hallelujah. That little fire becomes a great fire. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Don't come down here like a dry stick unless you are a dry stick. If you got fire, then I want you to come praising the Lord. If you got fire, then I want you to open your mouth and bless the Lord. If you got fire, I want you to glorify the Lord. Jeremiah said it like fire. 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 Shut up in my bones. 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 Jeremiah said it like fire. Jeremiah said it like fire. Fire. Shut up in my bar, shut up in my bar, shut up in my bar, 